Yeah. Do you want to? Oh, so that's not making up the rules? That's not making up the rules. No, no, no. I was saying. I mean, yeah, at, I'll at, do it. Yes, but it, that's not making up rules. Hey, roaches. I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to a weekly edition of Thrifty Podcast, secondhand shopping for worm people, and welcome, W being the key letter, Joshua, how are you doing on this Valentine's, because what if Valentine's is is just a, a W, if, if you put two V's together, it's a W, it so is. it's like two lovebirds, like two, two V's kissing is a W, and that's what we welcome on this show. I'm so in spirit for Valentine's Day and for Thrifty this week being welcoming. Mm-hmm. My middle initial is actually a W. Wow. How about Which that? Which has two W's in it, so if, if we're just going to smash those V's together, it's going to make a W, and... We love our listeners, of course. So this week, pretty wild episode coming up, brother. It was a good thrift haul today. We found a lot of good trash out there. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had one of these episodes for a while where we could talk about one of the best things that's ever happened to either of us, and that's professional wrestling. And that's what we're going to get into because we found some stuff in our thrift haul today that's pretty pertinent. I'm glad you beat me to it because next week I have a special wrestling surprise for you. So this is a good segue to build back up the fan base because wrestling's all about getting the big pop mm-hmm. and you got to have the crowd behind you and this is going to start it out is this so n- next week is a wrestling surprise for me is it different than the other surprise that you tease for for me off mic when you said i got a surprise they're the same surprise same surprise yeah i'm not doubling up surprises it's the same surprise so we got wrestling uh, on the docket this evening we're also bringing back an old segment a little bit later on um, but yeah, let's just start it off. So, um, geez, what is it? So today's Wednesday. Wednesday? No, today's Thursday. Thursday. Today's Valentine's. We just did the whole Valentine's Day bit. Oh yeah, today's yeah, yeah. still it's... Valentine's Day. Okay, so Thursday it is. So this past weekend, I uh, met up um, since the show does tape in like Western Pennsylvania and Western and in Pittsburgh. I went to uh, a little shenanigan at a bar. Um, Ed, and I didn't know, but there was going to be vintage sellers at the the bar. So it was all of us like watching wrestling, shooting the shit. It was called Choke Slam, right? Those vintage boys, and I said I'd shout them out for them at Heat Check on Instagram. That's where I got this first piece from. I got it off of them. So what we have 
from 1998 is a WCW NWO Wolfpack banner backslash flag with Sting on it. And I'm going to open it up here. I have to stand up to... to and this is red and black NWO yeah. Sting. Yeah. And um, this is this is three by five. Mm-hmm. And where the big boys play. Where the big boys play, yeah, was the tagline of WCW in the late 90s for some reason. Yeah, so this is going to go um, in my room. Um, you know where all that Lion King shit is? Goodbye Lion King shit. It's oh, going right there. There's a new king in town. There's a new king in town, and right on the front of the b- banner, as Josh said, it's uh, uh, red and black. Sting's face, huge on it. And if you're familiar with the movie The Crow, that was his gimmick. That was his whole thing. Ne- like hardly ever spoke, just mm-hmm. like hung out there. Sometimes they would give him a legitimate bird. Yeah, and he like, would do bird shit with it, and then fly around. He finally came back and beat the shit out of Hulk Hogan, and everybody loved it. And Sting, for those unfamiliar um, w- with wrestling, Sting originally was this like beefy surfer guy, fun guy. Um, he had like ble- short bleach blonde hair with a little rat tail in back. He wore the long pants tights. He was just all kinds of neon colors. He had his face painted and he was that for like f- the first forever. And he could have made a career on that. But then there was a second forever because what had happened, his beloved WCW was taken over. By the evildoers of Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Hollywood Hogan, the new who turned his order. back on the fans after all those years. Still real to talk. It's still real. So you got you got ex WWF guys, and WWF is the main wrestling promotion. This is the secondary promotion at the time. So all these ex WWF guys in WCW, and they're taking it over. So Sting hated that he got super depressed about it and he felt like nobody had his back now he didn't know which friends were going to stab him in the back these outsiders are coming in and sting just got super fucking sad about it he bought a trench coat and just went to live in the shadows yeah he grew his hair out it was dark now the rainbow face paint was now your white and black it was a direct crow it face was paint. the crow file print on yeah. the crow <laughs> <It> was, yeah <laughs> um so it was it was a, a dark time but he got over as we say and getting over is getting more popular with the fans and he got over doing dick for just hanging out yeah he just he legitimately just hung out he had a black baseball bat Sometimes he would hit people with it, mm-hmm. but for the most part, he just stood like a hundred yards away. You know what's nuts? He's sitting right next to you. The wrestling doll sting. I forgot about that. So the wrestling doll sting, the the uh, brawling buddy, uh, WW, WCW sting, the one we're talking about right in the room, but the new banner, what happened was is when sting then got happy again, Long story short, they threw over the anarchists, and they were back in control, and Sting was the champion, but then those anarchists, they started getting mad at one another. So the invaders then had two separate invader groups, and then Sting was like, you know what, I like these particular invaders. So they were the NWO Wolfpack, 
and so they had the red and the black and that's when the that's when the flag and the banners from 1998 this is wolfpack sting yeah no matter you can build the perfect society but their peace is never sustainable and that's the unfortunate thing and yeah the the red offshoot the wolfpack mm-hmm. had a lot of the the main guys who had originally formed it they had hogan and then they had everybody else yep uh and sting was yeah he went all red and kevin nash one of the original bad guys became one of the new good guys and everybody loved him wolfpack was like the cool the cool ones you know like mm-hmm. horace hogan was in like hollywood you yeah. know nwo yeah then there was like your stevie rays and your oh my god he should not have been booked that way but your scott flash norton's yeah jobber flash norton was there but oh. he was sick why I, he could have been anyone see like i'm a big norton like japan fan because yeah. he fucking dominated over there yeah. and wcw was just like whatever like yeah. we have hogan yeah i think that was probably like you know one of their squash jobs you know internally mm-hmm. from the click kind of things but Wolfpack were the cool guys for a very long time. Conan. Sting helped lift them up to that. Yeah, So, and, and Sting was the leader of that. And then eventually, the NWO, as bad guys do, they got back together, and Sting was like, okay, I guess if you guys are back together, I'm back to like doing my depressed shit. Like, I thought I had boys for the first time in years. I don't have the boys. Uh, the ma- the the market really got oversaturated with mm-hmm. the NWO. There was the Hollywood faction. There was the Wolfpack. There was the Latino World the Order. The LWO. Then. And Sting was like, fuck this. There like, were so many WOs at that point. Going that, back to the shadows. Going back to the shadows. And both were both were pretty well-deserved shadows. If you if you got to think, like, he felt like he didn't have anybody when WCW got overthrown and he felt he was the only one fighting for WCW. So he's like, well, then fuck it. You guys do it and I'll show up at whenever I want. Yeah. And so all these years later, he's still rocking the same white and black crow face paint. Mm-hmm. And he had the slight modification to red for the few years, but back to white, uh, except for like the few Joker years. Yeah, now he's like, yeah, Sting, the wrestler Sting was uh, pretty much file print. You want to talk about file print of Heath Ledger's Joker? He did that run. Yeah, he never did anything original. uh, No. Except for the surfer thing, but like, he was good at it. Yeah, I never thought about that. No. Yeah. And now he just wears like a band leader's jacket for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Like My Chemical Romance video (laughs) jacket. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was the on set jacket. It's just Black Parade Sting now. Um, so a- as these factions like fought on and the the ratings went kind of in the tubes, right before it did that is actually the second piece to our thrift hall this evening, and we're gonna talk about the end. Sometimes the NWO, sometimes the WCW, but the giant Paul White, and what we have in front of us is a seven-inch figure of the giant. And this was done by Toy Biz, but this is the WCW figure. And uh, this was from 1999. And what's super crazy about this figure, as I I told you, Josh, and I don't think you remember either because, like, I didn't. But the giant, who was billed as Andre the Giant's son, so he was huge. They just really went with Andre the Giant's son. And this figure has a neck brace, and neither of us could figure out why. I don't remember giant the giant in a neck brace. 
but the figure has a neck brace, but that was 19.99. But yeah, Andre's kid. That's all you have to think about. If you know Andre the Giant, his literal fake kid, who was actually, I believe, taller than Andre the Giant. Yep, yep. And he then uh, pretty much made famous from working with Hollywood Hogan at the time, and then he crossed over to the WWE, where he's known as Big Show. And Big Show is a household name that everyone knows. Well. Big, yeah, well, that whole well gimmick. So what we have here with him, he has a little buddy with him. And so we have the giant, and the giant's hands, super huge, right? And he's picking up Rey Mysterio Jr., also the wrestler. Yeah, you get... Uh, a fully articulated Big Show, even with thumbs, so he can squeeze Ray. Mm-hmm. And Ray, uh, his bottom half is just hard plastic, but his top half is like squishy rubber, so it's easier to squeeze and hold him in mm-hmm. different giant poses, I imagine. So he just grabs Ray by the head, and doing some due diligence, Josh actually remembered this toy, but there are two different Ray Mysterios, and there's two different uh, the Giants. One giant has a neck brace, one doesn't. Then, the, as you said, the other ray is, uh, has black trunks, and that one has, like, a dark maroon. Yeah, this one is, like, the red and black ray, and then there's the all-black ray mm-hmm. and the giant without the neck brace. That's yeah. the one I remember. Yeah, and um, you could actually get these, uh, depending on the shape, condition, all that kind of stuff, you could get this for actually up to 20 bucks. So it was a good find because we're looking for things and when we grab things we only shop at places that charge us by the pound so they cost nothing and you know 20 bucks right there and it's it's great that they were both together since they you know they weren't attached and you know they're you know tossed around through the bins and different things are in different places like the pokemon today were everywhere yeah that's something we could talk about too so we we found a bunch of pokemon like a whole bunch and you you did that thing you usually do when you're like, hey, do you know this one? And then I nail it mm-hmm. in front of you to applause. <laughs> it might, I don't even remember what that one was, Epsilon or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so that was actually a lot of fun because that was one of those bins that had uh, about everything in it. But you could tell there was something cool in it because there was just a bunch of little figures and um, you could kind of tell because it wasn't you couldn't see like the top you couldn't see the the bottom of the bin from just looking down like it was all covered you know it's a good bin if when you're moving things littler things fall through the things you're moving and then there's just always books under there yeah it's like panning for gold but it's trash if you move it and it just sifts through right and the finest stuff then you know results in a ton of Pokemon I say Pokemon weird and I'm aware of that Pokemon I yeah I guess oh, no, anybody wants to fine. point it out but <laughs> I should be I, not that I'm saying it wrong. Before my age, I should be saying it like you. You say it like a fan of well, it. Well, I am a fan, I but I'm it, saying I should not be a fan yeah. and say it like a non. I say it like a dad who has like you know a cursory knowledge of it, which is absolutely yeah. the truth. I'm no non fan. I'm more of a Don fan. You and my that's daughter have talked Pokemon. Psych, that's a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there were a ton of them today. There were even the, like the little Minecraft guys that had yeah. sifted through. That's the bin that we found Cool Cat in as well. Cool but Cat. Yeah, we had to 
throw him back. Cool yeah. Cat was how, how tall was he? Uh, what was he? Was he like rubber? It, it was a like a hard like PVC kinda, and then he had a rubber head mm-hmm. uh, from 1968. Um, but he was kind of roach. His tie was missing. His tail had fallen off. But. And we were looking, and that's how we found a lot of the Pokemon because we were looking and digging through all this trash for his tie. And we couldn't find the tie, but we found so many more Pokemon. And there were probably like I don't know five dozen. There were a there lot has of to them. be a bunch, yeah. yeah. And but we didn't find his tie. And I think at that point you said I'll, I'm still going to keep it. It's Cool Cat from 1968. That's a cool thing to have. But then you realize his tail was gone too. So that's when you're like, f it. Yeah, I mean one more thing gone, you know. And he was a little. Who uh, would have needed a good clean? Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things. I'd have had him for a while and donated him back or given it to somebody who didn't want it at a live event. So just leave him. Some leave of those him in the stuff. Bin. Some of those stuff gets back. Like I dropped off a bag today of like past finds that I just had no purpose. Sometimes when I find stuff and I get it for super cheap, I'll take a chance on it, even get it because it's like if I'm giving getting it for like less than a dollar or a dollar, it's like sure. I'll kick it around in the back of my car, and as you know, sometimes things don't make it out of the back of the car. No, just like items. I mean, you know, people and items work the same. Sometimes we try the relationship, and it's just not worth it. Sometimes it's just you got to get out of the car. Like, you have to stay in the car or get out of the car. I brought you in my life because it was convenient, but now it's over. It's over. (laughs) Go go be free. (laughs) But unfortunately, in those types of scenarios, usually you pay more than a dollar. I'm usually the trash, <laughs> so it works all right. I'm in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Just all leave right. me in here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's okay. I appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> you have a wonderful life. I'm with the, the rest of the car junk. No yeah. problem. Yeah. But, yeah, so some stuff I buy, that's as far as it goes, is the back of the back of the car, sometimes in the trunk. And then a good bit, you got to think like 80% of stuff, maybe 75% makes it out of the car and into the house. And Only then, the best trash yeah. becomes house trash. <laughs> yeah. And then from 75 that make it makes it into the house, I say 25% of that, 75%, I put somewhere in the house. It's like a Scott Steiner promo. Yeah. And then the rest of it I put in my closet all packaged away. So 25% of the actual items that we get while thrifting end up in my apartment. Which yeah. people may have seen now because we did podcast night at the Tolma. It's on YouTube. That was our live show. People get to see my apartment. And um, for maybe the first time in history, they, they feel your pain because they see where you record every week. And now <laughs> they know they've been on the coffin couch itself. Yeah. So um, that's a lot of fun. But how about this? Find of the day. Find of the day that you found gifted to me so I could look like. An old church lady and her gay son's Venn diagram. How could it go anywhere else? It's the perfect item for you. So I have in front of me, and we're it's 70s. We have a Walt Disney World Epcot Center visor, and it has a rainbow right across of it, right across the front of it, blue brim, and it fits perfectly. And I may or I, I always do this. What I love about hats or visors that I find is when they're already on the right notch when I get them. That's so you, when, I, when I find a hat and it's on that notch. You know it's meant to be. And I have to say, like, yeah, 
it takes there's a certain level that it takes to do a visor rather than like a full hat uh-huh and you hit it perfectly right like you rock the visor very well there are some people when you see them in a visor and you're like you need a full hat like you got to go all the way or no it's a look you're perfect right there it, it's a look and i'm wearing a, a brand new old sweater too it's a little tight on me but it's like red I got the red. We'll put it in the cover. I got a beautiful red sweater. Yeah, it's like a um, Native American print on it. It's Native American beautiful. print. And then on the, I got the rainbow visor from Epcot Center. We actually found more like Disney memorabilia, but it was all pretty, like, pretty new. Yeah, there was quite a bit. Uh, there were some mugs and some cups and some things like that. Um, I found a hoodie, but it was a, a newer, uh, like, last two or three years kind mm -hmm. of thing. But that, yeah. There was a lot of cool stuff with that, but um, also I have from the 1980s a Kool-Aid pitcher um, from Kool-Aid Man. It's a white pitcher. Um, it's yeah, it's from 19. I think it was 85. On anybody, the of it. yeah, anybody who grew up in that era I don't had know, that Kool-Aid pitcher. I don't know where those came from. If it was like a Kool-Aid giveaway thing, but mm -hmm. like. That was a standard issue Kool-Aid pitcher yeah. in the 80s. That's what you made your Kool-Aid in was like always that the Kool-Aid pitcher. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's clear or like, you know, like a, a white almost, almost clear. But when you fill it with the Kool-Aid, it's it beautiful. turns the color of the yeah, Kool-Aid. You can see the Kool-Aid, man. You've got to put red in it. And we're going to talk if we talk about percentages, I forgot a percentage because how I said 25 percent of the stuff ends up somewhere like around. Well, there's also a chunk that's kitchen stuff that I have to wash off before I use. So I uh, that's why the Kool-Aid thing isn't sitting right in front of me because that's the percentage that makes it to the kitchen first. The, the, the only items that get cleaned. I call it burning off the germs. I have a method. <laughs> burning off the germs. I have a method where I take I, I whatever I get that's kitchen items from the thrift store, and it's, it's, it's kind of a homemade recipe. What you do is um, you put it under the faucet and turn the faucet on and it's hot water and you just let it go for like five minutes and it burns off all the germs do you soap or sage uh, yeah but it's not like you don't have to because it burns them all off um is that the same philosophy you shower with you just turn it super hot i'm gonna go burn off the germs no dude the shower the shower is going through its own sort of turmoil right now you know the thing in the shower where you push where you like push it up and the water goes down and you push it down and it keeps the water in the tub mm -hmm. like the the lever well, the lever, the up and down lever, is actually disconnected from the thing. Yeah, you're going to have to get behind it. Yeah, I'm going to have to get behind it. Say my plumbing <laughs> advice. My dad doesn't listen to the, the podcast. Just get he'd, behind he'd it. He'd be proud. I know how to fix that. And so what it, what is going on right now, it's like on a, it's not fully open and it's not fully closed. It's on a tilt. So what's happening is the hair is getting stuck in that because it, it can't fully go down. And so we thought it was a hair issue. Turns out it was a it was a flingy dong issue, That's like the technical term, the flingy dong. And so like I, I hey, I rolled up my sweatpants and my sleeves, and I took a gander down there. I took a gander down there, and I figured out the problem. I was the one who figured it out. I didn't yeah. fix it though, because I'm gonna have to get behind it. Yeah, I mean, you gotta investigate the flingy dong, but you gotta wait till after Valentine's Day to get behind it. Yeah, um, 
But speaking about behind, if we look back into Thrifty's past, um, early, early on in the show, I don't know, probably the first like 15 or 20, if anybody's listened back then. Everybody's dead. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> dead from that era. Um, um, but what it is, is it's a, a segment that Josh and I appreciated at the time. Um, when I was younger, um, I grew up in like a lower income household and I liked G.I. Joe's and I didn't like the weaponry too much. But what I liked about G.I. Joe's is they were posable and I could make them fight each other and do all that kind of stupid shit. But we couldn't afford G.I. Joe's. So what we could afford were generic G.I. Joes, and they were called the Core. And this segment is called Me at My Core. So we're going to actually have to do a new intro for this, because if you remember... When my hard drive fried and I lost absolutely everything, the theme, I don't have it the anymore. The theme, yeah. The So if anybody, you know, is still alive hey, from back then. Yeah, and if you have like, a clip of it. So what I've been doing is I've been trying to put back together my collection of the core action figures that I had growing up. And for whatever reason, I have a lot of the toys I had when I was growing up still, but they just fell off the pla- face of the planet. So when we started Thrifty, since I already went thrifting like two, three times a week, um, I started to collect my core figures again. Now, they're milita- it's a military figure line, and they were produced by Lennard. And it started in the mid-'80s. There's still some form of the core around today, but the, the kind of core that I liked was up until like 94. Yeah, you have, a, you have an issue for anybody who's new to this, Todd has an insane amount of knowledge without needing to look it up about these figures, the different variants of these figures, how many versions, how many colors that there were, any errors or inaccuracies. Because it's all I had and all I knew. And there's, I've got to think there's people out there like me. I have to, somewhere, that's the dream, right? Finding somebody like you somewhere. Yeah. I would love to find somebody who's interested in these figures. Is my there got to be one? I've got like there's a core head out there somewhere. Oh brother! Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to find true love, but that specific. That's how I'll know. But so usually I, I have a couple of these figures and I show them to Josh. We describe them and then he gives them a name and gives them an occupation because not only are they military figures, but they eventually went to space. They've done some time travel. So it wasn't just military guys. They did all bunch of stuff, but it was always the same dudes doing it. So over so many years, it was the same model that they would paint. Like some of them had six different renditions. Yeah, and from previous, you know, games played of this. Yeah, I remember one of them, uh, and that was Boomerang Billy. Yeah, that is the only name I retain. But we're not looking at a Boomerang Billy here today. No. We have a different one that you've never seen. So I pick him up. I don't know if you've seen him yet. It's the gray fella. It's the gray fella. You haven't seen this oh, one. I think this you is... knocked him over when the. Uh, oh when, no! When oh Sting... no! When Sting Tao came out, he got knocked over. Here you go, bud. So, again, oh. describe him to the, the uh, 
so audience he, up there. He looks like RoboCop, but with human arms, mm-hmm. and uh, like he's he's got a gray bodysuit on with pink accents, and uh, like a ski mask, but with like a star cut out on his face. So his nose, mm-hmm. his cheeks, and his mouth are exposed, and he's got goggles and a little penis helmet on. yeah so it's like gray bodysuit gray penis helmet like purplish pinkish embellishments um he has some cool things on his arms oh yeah he's guy. got like a uh, pink barbed wire on his left bicep mm-hmm. which is like as far as tattoos go in the 80s like ahead of the curve and progressive mm-hmm. well this guy is it was right in 1990 he's from 1990 okay so this is I I don't know if I've seen this guy at all. No, that's why I yeah. said. That's why I was like, I found him, and you have never seen this because you have seen different core figures, and then their later renditions because they painted the same molds, but you haven't seen this mold ever. And, and it's th- a new, it's a guy you haven't seen. And that's the thing is, I can't base it off the colors because I know that they switch colors and outfits and occupation. Mm-hmm. So Boomerang Bill, like. I don't even think he had his boomerang at the, mm-hmm. the version I looked at. So all you I, had to concentrate on the clothes more than the color of the clothes. Yeah, and and from what I'm looking at here, mm-hmm. he's got you know just arms and a face. That's the only discernible human feature. So, so if you had to name him and guess his occupation, or I guess you could say like his specialty, what is this guy to the core? I think he is a uh, a direct ripoff. I'm gonna go with as like as much as he looks like RoboCop. So you're gonna th- for a name, you think it's gonna be close to that? I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go close with that, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna go with Robo Corporal. Robo Corporal. Okay, Robo Corporal. Yeah, yeah. Get the little core kind of okay. mixed in there. So that's his name. His specialty. Um, maybe his strengths, anything like that, what he's good at. Well, I he's clearly a rebuilt soldier. You know, he was damaged, but he's vital to Ooh, the organization. I'll say that's a good read. Yeah, and he's he's vital to the organization. So they've pieced him back together. Uh, mm-hmm. And his arms look to be, you know, some sort of modifications on This there. has been one of the closest you've come on this segment. Yeah, I'm, I'm finally... You've learned. We've I'm, all grown. Yeah, I'm learning what to pick up on. I've focused on the wrong things so often. And so you got you guessed a name, and you're guessing some occupations for him as well? Yeah, I definitely think, yeah, because he's got, uh, like, metal legs, almost, it looks like here, too. Mm-hmm. So he's... Maybe. Maybe he's definitely, metal legs. Uh, I don't know what we called IEDs in the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, but, yeah, I think he might have he might have happened upon Anti-terrorists? One kind of fella maybe yeah we weren't in it for the terrorism back then it was just oil we were we were transparent so who you're actually looking at is cyber trooper which is really close to robo corporal yeah i was gonna go with like cyborg cop or like psychop but Mm -hmm. like yeah i thought it would be similar cyber trooper like i said before he's from 1990 he was from the yellow card series and all that is, it was the backs were yellow. You're the only person who knows. <laughs> I'm the only. <laughs> it was the yellow cards because the back because the cardboard was yellow. Todd still runs his core angel fire page for anybody who's <laughs> interested. 
I have the Laser Force on one page. The I have the Blade Warriors all on your, page. All your, all your web links, your entire circle, are just your other core pages. <laughs> and then, like, dead links to, like, people who are, like, 37 now. Half-dead gif. <laughs> but his a tactical specialty was control of and communication with complex uh, machinery and unidentified life forms. So only complex machinery, so like he can't fuck with a tractor. But if a UFO comes GPS, by, GPS, nope. No <laughs> satellite, yeah. Yeah, you're like, hey, can you get that? And he's like, nah, man, two wheel drive. So he has hyper strength because Cyber Trooper, following a near fatal explosion, which you called out, he was reassembled, reassembled in quotes, with high tech computer and machine parts. So your boy's a microwave. You your boy is a hyper uh, a hyper sensitive, hyper strong microwave. He looks like he has no personality and now we know why. He's a fucking microwave. And he was known as the Spearhead. A real professional from the word go. Spearhead is just how they sneak in how to justify <laughs> that he looks like a penis with his helmet on. Spearhead. Spearhead. Psst, psst. Hey. I changed penis in your writing to spearhead. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. So we got cyber troopers. So that was fun. So maybe in, in recent, uh, maybe coming up, I'll, we'll get some lucky and find some more core figures. I'll never be closer to that. <laughs> and also with that, it did come with a, a quad with machine guns on the back of it. Now, the reason why I'm not giving this as much hype as you'd think it's not that it's – it's actually more rare than he is. But as I said, when I was younger, I didn't have any of that stuff. I didn't have any of the vehicles. I maybe had a motorcycle here and there, but I didn't keep any of the weapons. I didn't keep any of the things. I just wanted to see the boys fight. Yeah, and that's what I mentioned to you earlier. Just is wrestle like, them. That's all I wanted to do. If you've got core guys and then you've got a core quad, you're really just showing off. <laughs> And so I, uh, yeah, so it, it's actually, uh, that's like a $15, $20 quad, um, but it's it's actually a pretty rare one. But again, I didn't have it when I was younger, so that's why I didn't have you guess anything about it. How much are G.I. Joe quads if the core one is 15 to 20 bucks? Oh, it's just like super, super rare. That's the uh, only thing that's worth anything. For you and your core guys out there. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back... It's vintage versus modern Valentine's Day special. This Sunday at Uncensored, your opportunity to gain payback with Kevin Nash, but you really didn't even wait until Uncensored. Looks like you got one leg up on Kevin Nash with that big jackknife powerbomb recently. You know, Mike, it's been a long time coming for me with Kevin Nash. And here lately, it looks like the playing field's finally even. Yeah, I've got a bad neck. Guess what, Kevin? You've got a bad back. And the funny thing about it is I've been here since 2 o'clock this afternoon. And I've looked through every little cubby hole in this building. And for the second biggest guy in professional wrestling, you've got a huge yellow streak running down your back because I couldn't find you. So you get the courage, you get whatever it takes, you lace up your boots, you wear a brand new pair of underwear, whatever you need. 
you just be an uncensored and we'll straighten everything out. This is Epcot Center. trash you were talking what was that trash you were saying saying it say it not just in front of me say it in front of everyone oh somebody mentioned how if we were still you know on our bullshit and i said yeah we're we're getting ready to do vintage versus modern i have to be todd and so that's what you plan on doing and i have no say in it whatsoever i mean you can try but i mean no i'm gonna we'll win see. that's you don't call me out off mic like that and expect to win. I come from the Oprah vision board school of believing in myself where I have to speak it aloud to bring it into existence. I will, okay, I will put something on the line then. I'll put some, I'll put something on the line. Your competitive nature always, a lot of times I, I do these things just well, to- no, 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 here's the thing, here's the thing. It's fine if it comes up when we're here. We're, you know, shooting the shit. Comes up here. I could let it go. I could let it go. It's when the and when the mics aren't hot, and that's when the mouth goes. I just wanna make I just wanna get the mouth on the record. That's it's, all. Oh, I'll talk shit anywhere. But I just want I'll just I just wanted to say that. I like to do it because I know that you're incapable of letting anything go. <laughs> wow. See, I'll I'll Well, that is true. I can't really yeah, that is true. Um, so what we have here is a, a good old-fashioned Valentine's Day challenge. The classic Valentine's Day challenge. Lover's quarrel. I will bet you two candy cane boxes on the fridge. If you win, you could have two candy cane boxes filled with candy canes. I don't want candy canes. And if I win, you have to buy me two candy cane boxes, two other ones. I so have, I'll have four. I still have can I have candy cane boxes at my house right now. You can just have What kind? Uh one is like a cookie or no, it's a Klondike uh one. Cool. That's sick. Uh there's like a mint one, a cookies and cream and a Neapolitan. That one seems good. Any like like Starburst ones? I think the other one is Sour Patch Kids possibly. Oh, is it green and white? If they're, uh, if they're green and white, it's Sour Patch Kids. Those are good. I'm not sure what the colors are, but I'm pretty sure I have multiple boxes of candy canes. All right. Well, I put those on the line. All right. We'll go candy canes for Valentine's Day. Okay. Which we both still have left over for Christmas. Yeah. Um, for sure. That's exactly why we have <laughs> some more of these candy We did canes not get them today. No, we just happen to have candy canes later on. I will okay, I will let you pick. Do you want me to go first? Do you want do you want me to do the guessing or do you want me to do the questioning um, first? Why don't you go ahead with your bullshit first and then I'll guess My and then we'll go. My bullshit first. Everything's bullshit. My bullshit first. <laughs> okay. Well, here's my first bullshit one. So this is Thrifties Vintage versus Modern. Vintage versus modern. 
See, I almost went. I want almost went into it. It's what happens when your blood pressure gets up and you start getting it's so high. I can't speak anymore. <laughs> you got to go for it right away. So, for new listeners to the show, vintage versus modern is a very competitive game, which I've, I'm now knowing. <laughs> is we take one object and we find its vintage model and a modern counterpart, and we compare their value in modern day right now. And so I'm going to start this off, I think, with the harder of the two because I want to bury you. Okay. Neither one of mine are difficult. So Josh has to guess which out of the which of this object is more value, vintage or the modern one, and by how much. We have iPod. The vintage iPod. Hang in there. I'll explain. I know that iPods are gone. The vintage iPod is a first gen with a scroll wheel, five gigabytes. So the first gen iPod versus the modern one, which is the seventh gen iPod. So it's basically the the bit like the great great grandson iPod, seventh gen, seventh Jenny. What part the, of what part of it is modern? Because it's the last one made. So it's the first iPod made versus the last iPod oh. made. And that's why I'm burying you. You're really, you're really like making up the rules. It's your own show. It's your own game. So I have to play victim. Just so the game we know we're playing. Hey, I week. mean, when we bet, you should have said like, hey, just I'm glad I called it bullshit at the start. So I don't have to address that now. So uh, vi- the vintage iPod first gen, it has a scroll wheel of five gigabytes the modern 7th gen iPod comes with a charger and it also has the book with it too. I'm going to go with the 1st gen. 1st gen? Um so you're going with vintage. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah, vin- vintage. Yeah. Uh you can call it vintage, I call it the 1st gen one. Uh I'm going to go with that. Okay. Uh and I'm going to go by uh $12. Wow. So you really foregoed pretty much all the questions that you could have asked. I, I don't think any of them would have you helped me. You never asked how many gigabytes the modern was. Here's the thing is, I don't know anything about iPods. I might be the only person in their 30s uh, who never owned an iPod. I never had an iPod. I never played with an iPod. You didn't ask me which one had earbuds. So you put yourself in a hole. So... The vintage one, $165. Was that what you'd think would be around? Uh, no. <laughs> right? The modern 7th gen iPod, $283. Wow. Yeah. So, so I modern. Wasn't, I wasn't even close on either regard. No, modern, over $100. You were, yeah. Well, over a hundred dollars more. That one wasn't fair. The modern by over a hundred dollars. That one wasn't fair to begin with, so I was sandbagged at the start. So, go ahead. All with, right, with yours. Uh, rather than make up rules for the game <laughs> this week, uh, I just went with a Valentine's Day theme because I thought that seemed easier. You than went for the traditional vintage versus I modern rules. Was like, you know what? I could just make up rules this week, or we could I go could, by the book. I could play the game, you know, like. If football players showed up to the games and they all had like diamond spikes on their elbow pads, and, and the like, coach made the rules for the league, this is what we do this week. 
They're like, wait, we didn't agree on this. Like, I didn't fucking ask you if we agreed on it. It's the game this play. This is the game now. I, I bet you candy canes get on the field, motherfucker. So, <laughs> for the vintage versus modern purists out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the old gridiron, <laughs> gridiron classics, uh, I went, yeah, just a Valentine's theme. Mm-hmm. So, these are California Highway Patrol handcuffs as oh. the vintage item. Okay. Uh, they are just CHP peerless handcuffs mm-hmm. versus the modern green steel double latching police handcuffs with case. I didn't know. I didn't know they double latched. Now it's locking, but I misread my own handwriting. Oh, okay. It's double. I was lock- gonna say. I was gonna say double latch would be awesome. It's no. I just. I, I write it like a child. It was like Christmas. Green so. steel double locking police handcuffs with case as the modern. Oh, dude, those case cases are means they're in good shape if there's a case there. I'm trying to think what I think. Now, I have an idea of what I think that how much the modern one is. But I don't have an idea of how much the vintage one is because I could see it being like a gag. I could see it being a gag. No, the vintage are highway patrol. They're real police handcuffs. I don't okay. know if you've ever been in police handcuffs. Yeah. They're a quality item. Yeah. I'm going to start train hopping this year. Did I tell you anything about that? That's a good way to try out police handcuffs. Yeah, I'm going to start train hopping. It's a whole thing. I never thought that lifestyle was past, but I mean. 31. You know, keep an eye out for can opener next time we go thrifting. Mm -hmm. I will go modern by $100. Oh, wow. I didn't even have to cheat, and you are still just as wrong as I was. Oh. Uh, You are wrong. The vintage uh, Highway Patrol. Forty-four ninety-five, uh, wow. modern, fourteen ninety-five. Ah, oh, so the modern was the gimmick. Here's the gimmick with the modern: they're just regular run-of-the-mill handcuffs. The vintage are California, so not only are they for perverts and, mm-hmm. and you know anybody else who wants to hang out with handcuffs, mm-hmm. but also for the good kind of perverts, the police freaks and yeah. those cops. Bad perverts, good perverts. Cops love buying cop shit, and once it's outside the pervert market, the money goes up. Yeah. We'll take any handcuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are whole kits for less than the highway cop handcuffs. Dang. Yeah, you you talk a lot of sense. Okay, so we, we both went in a little cocky, got blown out, but we have one each. We only need one to win. Well, we can't, here's the thing. We could both do one and tie. If we could. Okay. It's down to this, though. This is make or break. Make or break. So I got one for you. <laughs> I got the pressure. So what say you? Vintage versus modern. If you're looking for the higher value, the item being a rotisserie. A rotisserie. So a vintage rotisserie versus a modern rotisserie. Okay. Let's hear the deets. Rotisserie is a cool one, right? I well, my <laughs> and I think it's super cool, right? I, think I just probably say the roaches. When you hear rotisserie, we immediately go to Ron Popeil, set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. My entire knowledge of rotisseries is, is Ron Popeil based off of that and the second one that they made. <laughs> so the vintage rotisserie, it's fiberware, open hearth, electric broiler with rotisserie grill. Fiberware, 
open hearth, electric broiler, and rotisserie grill. A year? Or approximate? Approximate 80s, but not like it could be earlier later. Okay. The modern, the NutraChef vertical oven with bake rotisserie and roast. Hmm. NutraChef sounds like uh, as seen on TV kind of rotisserie. Ooh, okay. That seems like uh, four easy payments of twenty nine ninety five, but like if you buy it now, they'll take. We'll one give off. you like it for free. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know they'll cut a payment off or like you know toss in you know like a fucking car or like whatever weird mm-hmm. bonuses they but do. You need the oven type uh, thing, but it's a vertical one. Yeah. So it's like a whole different way to spin meat. But it I goes am the other way now. Well, I think the thing with you when you spin, no, because it's a rotisserie, so the fat drips off it regardless what way yeah. you spin it. You could do it in a gyroscope, and it would still. Yeah. Uh, huh. I'm gonna go with the new one. Uh. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go because you went so big on the last one, and you're trying to be sneaky this week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go low, and I'm only gonna go five dollar difference between the new and uh, or the modern and the vintage. But I'm going to go modern over vintage on this one again. So you're going to go modern, and you said five? Five dollars. Okay. So the vintage one, the fiberware, open hearth, electric broiler, and rotisserie grill, $61. Fair price. How are you feeling about your modern pick? Uh, I think I'm still going to get it. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be over the 61 maybe. The NutraChef Vertical Oven. Sixty nine ninety nine, nice. Sixty nine ninety nine. So you got that? Yeah, eight dollars within three bucks. You got that one within three dollars, both categories. So the pressure is on you. So since we did the bet earlier, and I was within three dollars, and you need this one, do you want to play it? Where is the tiebreaker, the dollar value threshold? So if you get this right, you yeah. have to be closer yes. than $3 is your difference. Yeah. Do you want to – oh, so that's not making up the rules? That's not making up the rules. No, no, no. I was saying – I mean, yeah, at, I'll at, do it, yes, but it, that's not making up rules. As as the, the tiebreaker, you know, if you, if you get this, the, the the qualifier for who wins the bet would be the, the threshold for not the dollar that I, value. I, I'm not disagreeing. We're definitely going to do that because that's definitely the way to do it. I was a, I, I'm the one who made up the game, and I've never heard that rule before. I know. It's because so, we, we've never made a bet before. So somebody's making up rules as well. I've never heard as a fucking modern iPod. If somebody came up on the street was like, you got a modern iPod? I'd be like, yeah, it's a fucking phone. <laughs> I, I could call people on my iPod. Yeah, my phone turns me into a, a pig that looks like me now and <laughs> moves around with my face. What do I need to shuffle for? <laughs> What's yeah. the, what's your item? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> the pressure's on for the item. So uh, again, in the Valentine's theme, we're going with bows, Cupid's bows. <coughs> okay, okay. So the vintage Cupid is bow, a bear Kodiak hunter recurve bow. Mm-hmm. The modern mm-hmm. is a great tree Highlander. Take down recurve bow. 
those both sound pretty brown to me as far as bows are concerned. If you've never looked at the names that there are for bows, they're all like these, where it's just like Mad Libs for are things. Are they brown? Uh, yeah, they're both. They sound brown. They're both brown. They're both wood, but yeah, yeah. they're just named as Mad Libs of things you find in the forest. Yeah, like just like outdoor, like mud is what I think of mud and stone. So brown. The, the yeah, the mudstone log recurve is the higher model. Yeah, but um, yeah, vintage bear Kodiak hunter, the modern great tree Highlander takedown. I'm gonna go vintage on this one. And I'm gonna go vintage by eleven bucks. <laughs> oh, vintage by eleven dollars. All right. So you didn't even ask any qualifying questions. You don't want to know the bow draw strength, or well, the new one's gonna have the better draw strength. I didn't look any of that up because I didn't think you figured. We would get I into just that. I guess it. <laughs> Neither one of us have a frame of reference for a bow, but you are right. It Six. was the vintage. Uh huh. So you did get that. So we're tied. Mm-hmm. For the tiebreaker, the new Larkin rule tiebreaker here. You don't even get on. <laughs> now we're t- as far as making up rules are concerned, we're tied at that too. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're even all around, but not for long because the modern one thirty nine ninety nine. Uh huh. The vintage. Forty dollars more. Oh. So the bear Kodiak. Far superior to the Great Tree Highlander. Well, there was two ways that that could have ended, and both of them were with me losing. I we knew I was going to win. I never win against – I think I've won anything we've gone head-to-head on, including like stuff like this. I think I've won like once. I think you're still champion in WCW versus the world. Yeah, that was the only thing I ever did. And that's because I haven't made you defend the belt in a year. Well, technically, this was a WCW episode, so you could claim the belt is yours, but I'm not. I will not give you that. We well, get to keep your you candy that. canes because I don't want them. So wow, it's throwing a the belt away. It's a win-win. I'm gonna throw it down. I'm not in it for the glory. I'm just here for the fans. Okay, brother. Uh, we're we'll get out of here. Um, before we do. Shout out to our sponsor, Commonwealth Press. They do t-shirts, banners, stickers, anything you want. They have the softest shirts in America. That's my opinion, but that's also probably true. CWPress.com. And for a limited time, if you order 50 shirts, you get 12 for free. Just use promo code THRIFTYPODCAST. CWPress.com. Promo code Thrifty Podcast. Also, stevebarras.bandcamp.com bluffs the band with Alternate Reality, the PQR show for many reasons. Thank you, Steve. And that's all the plugs I have. And Josh has already left. So, uh, okay, King wins. He wins this round. Get roached.